This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. Richard is with the news. Hi-yo. Straight into it. Ring of Honor announced this week that they've parted ways with Marty Skrull, leading to speculation about where he'll end up, uh, with between AEW and Impact working together to get the Bullet Club over as a multi-brand fashion. Jer, do you give a shit? Rumor is that ROH has been around for 18 years, and uh, Marty Skrull really has no interest in anything over the age of 18. hi Allegedly. Ah, so I guess he's just going to AEW, then. I don't know. <laughs> uh, how long is Impact around? I don't know. I think Impact's around less than 18? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Randy Orton is probably the oldest out of the not WWE New Japan types. I think so. Uh, Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard, not Dax Shepard. Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. <laughs> Dax Shepard's the actor. I was, I was like... I said to myself, I'm going to write Dax because I don't remember the actor's name, so it's only going to be Dax Harwood, but then I guess it came to me. Uh, revealed on Twitter this week that FTR are officially changing the name of the Goodnight Express to the Big Rig to honor Brody. I guess. It's, yeah. What's in the name? Yeah. Right. And I, I wasn't a fan of the Goodnight Express anyway. Like, the- it was... It was really established as the Shatter Machine. I thought they were calling call it like the something else machine or something. Well, they're but, just trying to pay homage to their heroes. And that's cool. That's fine. And the last bit of news for the week so far, because it's been a slow week, Matt Hardy announced on Twitter that Rebby is pregnant again, this time with a girl, which will make their fourth child. Wait, so they have three sons, one daughter coming. Yes. Alright, congratulations. I bet you expected more, but I got nothing else. I, 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 I think they're just making a stable. I really, really, really like the new TNT championship design. I think the new, the new belt is very pretty. So, the plan... As I read it, was for Damian Priest to come up as Kevin Owens' best friend. Oh my God, this is so stupid! <laughs> and and that that's kind of what happened. So like they they told Kevin Owens this, and Kev, and Owens is like, from from what I read, this is what happened. He's like, all right, but why is he my friend? We don't have anything in common. And then officials went to Roman with the idea, and Roman's like, I I agree with Kevin, like. Doesn't exactly make sense. I so don't. They got underst- that delayed. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's like, why don't you just leave him where he is if you don't have anything for him? He's your best friend. Exactly. Why can't he just be an NXT wrestler who decided he wants to wrestle on SmackDown? Yeah. Why is that so difficult? Why does it have to be a thing? It's like, oh, that's his cousin. You know, hmm. his friend. Do they know each other? They don't uh, know each I, other at all, do no, they? No, they do. Just not under those names. And, okay, so what was the plan? Like, 
Kevin Owens and Damian Priest will be buddies, and then eventually Kevin Owens is going to turn on him, <laughs> or they're going to swerve us, and oh no, this time Kevin Owens was turned on by his best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, how the tables have turned, Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. What a great idea. Great. Yeah, it, it sounds around. like... They- I love this. I can't wait for Kevin Owens' new best friend. It sounds like they legitimately didn't think anything beyond this week for that storyline. Here's what I would have done. I would have had him I would have had him come up and like he who's a big star on SmackDown? Mm, heel or face? Uh a heel. Like a like a like a cocky heel on Corbin? SmackDown. All right, it's fine. If you want to use him, you're like Baron Corbin, and he's he he's uh he's gonna wrestle this new guy, and it's Damian Priest. But Damian Priest is already in the ring; he doesn't have music, mm-hmm. but he just destroys Baron Corbin because he's like he's this up and coming uh star, mm-hmm. and you know he wants to try out SmackDown, and it's like. You know, he's just a jabroni, guys, and that he's not a jabroni. And mm-hmm. He beats up Baron Corbin or something. I don't know. It's something different than... I guess it's... Since a guy from NXT wrestling on SmackDown is just not good enough. Mm-hmm. What was Bianca Belair's gimmick? Was her gimmick that she was Montez Ford's uh, wife? And Was that it? <laughs> no, her gimmick, her gimmick is also, she goes here now. Oh, okay. That's your favorite. So I guess because Damian Priest doesn't have an I go here now because that's taken, it doesn't work. All right. That's fine. right. All right. He well, can't they do, obviously he can't do know the I better. go here now with a clap. They know better than me, so I guess I'll just leave it to the professionals. Or something. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's, he's my best friend or whatever. What the fuck? Like, I'm not that invested in Damian Priest, but I, they... They really better put some thought into bringing Rhea Ripley up. What thought do they have to put in? We already know her. Like, she wrestled Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I know, but they can't squander that. It's Give them easy. the opportunity to squander it and they will. Don't just say it's easy, because it's apparently not that easy. Well, you could have her in the Royal Rumble as she eliminates Charlotte Flair. I think that'd be great. We did discuss this, or was this off air? Like this was a different thing. We were talking about how, like, they were just gonna have, uh, like, uh, was it? Oh, yeah, I think that's what it is. They was gonna have Oscar lose the belt to Charlotte, mm-hmm. and then have Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the rematch at WrestleMania, and it's like you took something from me, now I'm gonna take something from you, kind mm-hmm. of deal. They could definitely do that. The, but will they? I don't Who know. could Rhea Ripley be best friends with? <laughs> hmm. Because if that's what they're going to do, say they were going to use that. It's like, she's Dana Brooke's best friend. <laughs> My friend Rhea Ripley. I had Rhea to pick Ripley. the most unbelievable person. Hmm. Hell, I didn't know her and Raquel Gonzalez was friends until they told me. Yeah, I, I didn't. I think they'd like, play off of that f- before. I know. Like, I guess I didn't deep dive her Instagram enough. Like, even when she first attacked her, she never, like, said 
they never said anything. They never like, oh, it's her, her one-time friend. They know each other. Or I can't believe it. You know, it's like they treated it like they were strangers. Yeah, which is kind of odd. I guess it's like that wasn't the plan before, and they're like, hey, let's use this because it'll hmm. make this mean more when she's not here anymore. Yeah, like. That makes sense. That's why they made her win war games. Because she's going to be like the, the, the replacement. Like, that's her push. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know about all that, but okay. I'm just glad it wasn't like, like even though it was a, a last woman standing match, I'm glad it wasn't like fully clean that like Dakota got involved. Yeah, but that that bitch got locked in a cell, like a little she, fucking locker almost. She did. That was so, great. But it was something. That's what bullies do, shove people in the lockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she barely lost, so that's good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that damaging to Rhea Ripley. All right, what was your favorite segment of the week? Um, boy, you know what a week with so many good things to <laughs> to like. What you know? What I think a better question is what 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 is there not to like? Goldberg. Ah, uh, so I guess we gotta look at the undefeated elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about modern day Tatanka. Uh what was he undefeated at? Wrestling. Do you don't remember when Tatanka first came in? Yeah. He was the undefeated Native American Tatanka. That's actually the first time I've ever heard a big deal being made out of somebody being undefeated. Hmm. It wasn't Goldberg. It was him. And I kind of forgot who beat him. I don't remember who went over him. It might have been Lex Luger. But I think I'm going to give it a... a that makes sense in a terribly, terribly fucked up historically way. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Who was the first wrestler to pin Tatanka? Somebody asked that already. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Do you want to take a guess? Hogan? Wait, hold on a second. Uh, no. It's not Hulk Hogan. Mm, Diesel. No. Bret Hart? Uh, no. Boss Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if you're going to get it. I mean, it's a lot of years, a lot of wrestlers in the 80s. Okay. So, we talked a lot about, you know, all these big, huge names. Who could possibly be the guy? And all those guys, right? You think they're great guys to beat him. To to beat the the, the undefeated Native American Tataka, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Not even close. Do you remember a heel in the 90s? Uh, 
Ludwig Borga. Ah, oh, Ludwig Borga. Vaguely. He's the one. He pinned Tatanka. On a October 30th, 1993 edition of Superstars. Hmm. But it wasn't really clean because he hit... Borga hit Tatanka in the back with a steel chair while Mr. Fuji distracted the referee. Mm-hmm. After the match, he was attacked by then-WWF champion Yokozuna and was subsequently out of action for three months. Tatanka, Tatanka? returned... Yeah, hmm. Tatanka returned to WWF in the fall of 1993. Wow. I when think my next came, guess was going to be Boss Man. I, you said Boss Man. Oh, okay. That's okay. You you know. have excuses. So yeah. the Million Dollar, <laughs> he came back in 94 and he was in the Million Dollar Corporation. And that was the last you see of him. So yes, Ludwig mm. Borga. I guess I brought up Tatanka because he was like, I don't know. I guess if I was him, I would say the same thing. But it's like, he's always like how people keep talking about Goldberg. And it's like... Tataka was wrestling like way more than Goldberg was, and sometimes like more than once in a night or whatever. He's like, so maybe I'm, I've, I've probably got like a two hundred match undefeated streak or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess it's a bigger deal when that's the gimmick. I guess, yeah. I ne- I never connected with Tatanka. Uh I don't think any of I I think I thirteen percent of me does, <laughs> but that's. That's about the extent of how I'm able to. According to 23andMe. The rest of me doesn't, will never com- comprehend <laughs> uh, mm. that 30%. <laughs> you know, being Puerto Rican, that's very likely. Yeah, I think that's where a big part of it is. No, it's in there. It's in there. Mm-hmm. 100%. No, 13%. Right. <laughs> well, that 13% is 100% in there. 100% in there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Goldberg's back. Now I, I just want to cross. You're very upset. I want I want to get into like a it. tiny a tiny amount of backstory here on what was what we saw on Raw and what was supposed to happen and what did happen. Um, of course, as has been the mo of Raw and SmackDown lately, there were a lot of rewrites all at the last minute. Uh, Hulk Hogan's H phone segment was a last minute addition. That was dumb. So dumb. It was like, so. So dumb. You know what? I'm taking the word dumb back. The the proper and correct word to use is corny. It's very corny. Very corny. It was terrible. It was was down there. I'd say up there, but it was down there with the Hogan Pizzeria Spaghetti Shop, whatever that was, from that WCW pay-per-view. I would have... What I would have done was um, instead... You could have played on the stupid like gimmick that they gave Riddle, where but like he's got like a working prototype mm-hmm. for it, and he's like trying to like explain it to Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been better, but at least make a little sense in their stupid little thing that they're trying to do. Yeah, like tie it into that, but whatever. I didn't like it. Um, so. After Drew McIntyre's match, he was supposed to cut a promo to which Goldberg was going to react and respond, right? Yeah. Drew's promo got cut. 
but Goldberg stuck to the script. So Goldberg talking about how Drew doesn't respect the, the legends was supposed to be a reaction to something Drew said in his promo. Oh, so it's like half a conversation? Right. And then what we didn't see after Goldberg shoved Drew down was Drew got up, got in his face. We saw a little bit of that, but he actually hit the um, uh, Glasgow kiss. Oh, okay. Because to me, it looked like he knocked him on his butt like a little baby. And yeah. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, your granddad shoving you. That's kind of like, uh, that's, I don't know. I think that's an example of like, when, like why scripts are not good. Right. But like, I guess they were running over time. Yeah, they were. Hmm. That's why, that's why Drew's promo got cut. Yeah, but why though? It's very interesting that it did, you know? Like, why, what segment went over time? That's the thing. Oh, maybe it just didn't, and if they just didn't, like, properly, like, set up the show. If yeah. If it was, like, last-minute stuff, maybe they yeah, didn't need the like, Hulkster well, phone. Yeah, it probably just wasn't timed out right, and adding the Hogan thing, which was stupid. Wait a second, that's it. If that was last minute, that's gotta be it. Certainly part of it. It has to be, right? Because that's, that's, that's fluff. Like, you gotta cut, you gotta cut that stuff out. Yeah, we we didn't need that. Especially since we had a Hogan-Jimmy Hart segment later on with Drew and Sheamus. Mm. Yeah, that I could have done without. He could have worked his H-phone in, into that. How could... The H-phone, brother. If, if, if Hulk is rooting for Drew or whatever, why is he clapping for Keith Lee? I don't know. Why did they bring them out just to watch a wrestling match? I'd be very upset. I imagine it would have been addressed in Drew's promo. And I guess no one would know who Tatanka was if he wasn't dressed like Tatanka. Right. Like, you could have... I don't know, man. I think I... Like, I love myself too much to do that. Like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm not gonna stand there in my in my wrestling gear when I look like that. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> it, like, I won't do. I won't go to the beach and take my shirt off in my current state. I'm not going to do that. Well, I don't think he looks significantly more out of shape than he used to be. It it, it, it looks to me like the curse has gotten to him. Uh, alcoholism. Mm. You know? Maybe. The spirits have gotten you. But, you know, the 80s and 90s were different from the way it is now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. It's interesting that it works that way because spirits is another name for, like, alcohol and stuff. Indeed. And, like, and Native Americans are known to commune with the spirits. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, <clears throat> the white man, they have serious alcohol problems. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm curious because distilling alcohol is, like, a really natural process. So yeah. I'm so I'm I don't know why they never developed it. I wonder if it's I I yeah you know what that's a good question. You know I think they were more into like herbal medicines like earth stuff, but like so's but not like you know drinking it you know. Mm -hmm. and maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe this evil spirits. You know, I don't know. Interesting stuff. 
Interesting questions for a different kind of podcast, I think. I think you could have any conversation you want as long as it's on topic. And that's kind of on topic because you're talking about the Native American Tataka, who's undefeated. And I hope he actually is a Native American because that would be wrong. He's part- actually, he has to be, yeah, because there's no way. Well, there could be people that have like no Native American in them and swear they're Native American their whole lives. But that's another story. Listen, what's next? Uh, he is part of the Lumbee tribe, which they, I do remember them saying back in the day. Uh, excellent. They're, they're in North Carolina and have 55,000 enrolled members. Members. I think my favorite is like uh, the, the, the Sioux tribe. And like, I like Cherokee. That sounds like badass. You know? Yeah, there was that movie, The Last Cherokee. I never heard of it, but I know that there are there, there were like... Cherokee Indians, or still are, I believe. That was a popular movie in like the early nineties. I, oddly enough, I don't recall it. Hmm. I may not have seen it. I certainly haven't seen it. Okay, I just remember being popular. Are you sure it's not just popular in your mind? No, it was like very talked about. All right, so they had Molina on, and they had Garza on doing his creepy thing. Mm-hmm. What's is he hurt? Like, why isn't he, like, I think he wrestled a match, like, one or two Mondays ago. As far as I know, he's not hurt. They just don't have anything else for him to do besides hit on women and apparently chase Cardi B. Yeah, I think he needs to be more sleazy. I think he needs extra sleaze. You know, just throw it, like, right on top. Mm-hmm. More sleaze. You know, just, like. This just disreputable, like sleazy, like what lady crazy guy, mm-hmm. who just loves to take his pants off. Apparently, yeah. Um, that could definitely work, especially considering you know he kind of proposed to his girlfriend on NXT TV. Yeah, and that, that you like said he's been a scumbag. Just mm, like. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up, just flaunting it in her face on national TV. They should play that in. Like they she just, yeah, like that would be so fun. Matter of fact, that would be great TV because it's like you could have him like heat him up a little bit. Eventually, like get him to be the United States champion or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you get Humberto Carrillo back, and he's like. I got somebody that wants to talk to you. And then his wife is there, and he's like, aw, shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, like, it could be like they're wrestling a match, and, like, this mysterious woman just comes and slaps him and costs him his championship, and it's like, it's his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be, like, wrestling Humberto. He's like, listen, I got your wife because you're, you're a scumbag. Mm-hmm. She can't take this. You act like she doesn't have basic cable. <laughs> you pay the bill, you son of a bitch. That would, like be, that. that would be great, but the thing is, that would require WWE to actually say, okay, all this NXT stuff is canon. I think it's you could easily explain it with announcers. Like, Corey Graves, like, what it happens could be like, that's Angel Garza's wife! Mm. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you know, because on NXT... Blah blah blah. You know, you could make it canon. I don't understand why NXT can't be canon. It's not like it's going to break. I don't either. But then again, why hasn't it been mentioned until now? He's been this player like ever since. 
I guess because a writer didn't decide to do it. It's like Vince is like, this is what I want. Don't even talk about it. Right. So it's kind of like a like a TV show. It's a TV show about I wrestling. Just, I just want consistency. Yeah, I I get it, but it's like <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like they they have a like different audiences, mm-hmm. right? And they keep they try to do like the broader audience. Like it's it's like in the movies. It's like you can't make something super comic accurate just to please the comic marks. Right. Because Joe Sixpack, who you want to come watch his stupid little popcorn movie, is not even going to care about that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll change a thing to make it more like accessible. More palatable to the broader yeah. audience. Yeah, kind of like that. It's like – so like for wrestling, it's like I don't – Vince could care – he could care a lot less than he does. Mm-hmm. He couldn't care less about NXT marks like us who watched an episode mm. from like I don't know two years ago, Th- maybe three by now. I don't even know. How- well, time has forsaken me. Yeah, twenty twenty. He's been is there a time oh. fucking gap. Yeah, he's been there long enough where it's like that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he was a he was a temporary call up because uh, Andrade got popped or hurt or I don't remember which. Like all sorts of things can occur in his real life where it's like it's fine, I guess. And where's yeah. where's Andrade been? Well, he the last we saw Andrade, I think he got beat on an episode of Raw, and not seen since. He is a Raw superstar. <laughs> uh, I Thank think you. the last. <laughs> I checked. They were going to try to pair him with Charlotte. That was an idea that was being floated around. But as of right now, he's not really doing anything. And honestly, I don't feel bad for him. He's living the dream right now. So he'll be all right. Eventually, like he'll come back when it's like, here's my prediction. You're watching a really great match. Mm -hmm. And... The person you like is about to go over clean. He's going to fuck that up. There you mm. go. That's that's my prediction. All right. All right. I'm I'm glad that so far they haven't done the Andrade Charlotte on screen thing. Like just keep them separate. You know, like Andrade is good enough that he doesn't need to ride her coattails. And that's exactly what it would be, at least career-wise within WWE. He's good enough. He's capable. God damn it, people like him. He just needs a mouthpiece. Like, like Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah. I guess so. You know what? They should have just paired him with that weird lady from NXT. That painted face person that trade dubs ILE and that other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting storyline that I don't know where they're going. Um, it WWE, doesn't matter until they beat somebody. Yeah, like they. I read an article that WWE had recently um, applied for several new trademarks, and like five of them look like they could be Asian names. So I wonder if Zaylee and Boa are getting new names, and one of them would be the faction name. I guess one of them is the person that came out on that throne kind of thing with them. I think it's good to have a new name. Like, 
if almost like some sort of baptism because when you're baptized you get a new name mm-hmm. sort of thing would be interesting I was baptized and never got a middle name you want one I could give you one no nah, I'm good okay thank you though appreciate sure. alright hmm I didn't even finish my thoughts on the Goldberg thing just because I really don't want to talk about it. Well, you can talk about it. It's 2021. We don't need Goldberg in the main event of anything. Okay? I welcome it if it leads to something interesting. Like, I don't know what the plan is. I thought it would be great if I think Goldberg beats Drew and then you have... Even if I'm hearing that so far Daniel Bryan is the pick to win the Royal Rumble, like what if Roman like takes Daniel Bryan out of the Rumble because he thinks he could do whatever he wants. Pretty much he does whatever he wants. Like if mm-hmm. you think about it, like there's a lot of moving pieces involved right now. You have Sonya Deville who's basically working with Pierce. Mm-hmm. Now which this connects to it. Now Pierce has a Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns. At the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. So Pierce is probably going to be murdered. <laughs> and that's going to leave Sonya Deville in charge. And Roman is... There's no rule that Roman can't be in the Rumble if he takes out... takes. There's no rule that says you can't be in the Rumble if you don't... If, if you could take people's spots. Like... That's precedent. Becky Lynch took Lana's spot and won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, like, Roman could take Daniel Bryan out of the Rumble, and he wants to become the tribal chief of the entire WWE. You, I'm he, sorry, you just reminded me of something. The the Lana-Nia Jax thing actually goes way back to that. Because mm-hmm. wasn't it Nia that took Lana out of the Rumble that she, uh, like, injured her leg? Yeah, ankle? and then she tried to come back, and Becky's like, nah, you better, All right. you better step back. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. That's all right. So then you have Roman, and he wants to be the undisputed uh, tribal chief. And Mm -hmm. also, that'll give us the match that Vince wanted to have before. It checks Vince's boxes. Big guys, an attraction, high stakes. And uh, there you go. And then you could, then it's even, even crazier when you have. Roman Reigns feuding with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, maybe that. Maybe they'll do that, but it looks like for some reason they think Drew needs to maybe beat Goldberg. I'm <laughs> Unless they're just going to okay have... You know, I don't know. But please, please give us more Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre on Monday Night Raw, please. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody was listening to me. Uh-huh. That's the adver- That's the advertisement that they got going on. It's like, really, we're doing this again? Mm-hmm. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre, one-on-one, for only the first time in 2021. Randy Orton is a very complicated man. I've never met somebody who got very angry for not setting somebody on fire. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be careful with that guy. He, yeah. he, he says the fiend changes people. And it that it changed him, but it's like, Dad, shouldn't you just do that? Just set people on fire, you know? But I guess he doesn't want to. Pro- he doesn't want it to be proven that it does happen. I but think. I guess how could you make him any worse? I think the change was that he felt 
angry at himself for not setting Alexa Bliss on fire. You mean he would have not been angry with himself if he would have not set her on fire? Right, because the reason why he didn't do it was because she wanted it. Oh, you can't give people what they want, I guess. That's right. All right. Sure. So, I have to add, like, we know that there were rewrites. Where was Alexa Bliss this week? Morning. Morning not being set ablaze? Yeah, who knows? Maybe she set herself on fire. You just don't know where she is. I think WWE would have mentioned that. No, she likes Freddy Krueger a lot, so she's going to come with, like, Freddy Krueger makeup. She's going to look all burnt. I don't like that. I know you don't. That's why it should happen. Hmm. Man of the people. I read that Daniel Bryan's actually on the creative team now, too. Is he? That's what I read. I wonder if that uh, gauntlet match was his idea. Well, he allegedly wants to bring more NXT stars up. Which, you know, my response to that is pump the brakes, make sure you have something for them first. You know? Don't just bring them up and say, oh, well, I don't know what to do with you, like Robert Roode. Like Sanity. It'd be cool if it's like heel Daniel Bryan, he just wants people to be brought up so he can beat them. And <laughs> he just send them right back down. <laughs> That'd be great. It's like, listen, kid, you can't cut it. Feed me more. <laughs> Yo. Crazy. Back to the freaking Nexus days. Yeah, because, you know, in a little bit, in a way, you know, Daniel, I, Daniel Bryan and Ryback have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Ryback does a thing with his arms when he says a thing. Yep. You know, Daniel Bryan does his arms, does a thing. They John all, Cena they put both, both have of them chance. over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I'm saying is... Right back to AEW. It's coming. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening. I don't think anyone ever wants to work with him. I think him, he, Cody has heat with him, maybe. I hope. Because then he won't show up. I don't want to see Ryback on AEW. He seems like a guy that people would just have heat with. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think I'd watch Wardlow beat the Shadow Ryback. Wardlow, that's funny. They keep calling Wardlow Mr. Mayhem. Yeah. I think that's a reference to Sons of Anarchy. Because Hmm. in Sons of Anarchy, if, say, a member of the club does something that's really bad, they'll have a Mayhem vote. Hmm. And if it's, like, unanimous, then the... uh, the one who got uh, mayhem voted on is murdered. They're gonna Jeez. meet. Mis- they call it meeting Mister Mayhem. Wow. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. But Mister Mayhem is basically a Grim Reaper with a with a like a AK forty seven with a scythe at the end. Looks pretty hmm. badass. Hmm. Crazy. And I guess they. Uh, I guess it's time they 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 had a beat. Uh, I'm off the juice right now. Big hurt there. Hager's definitely off the juice now. Yeah, he is. He's off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, F10, I don't like it. (laughs) Why? Because it's the F5? Yeah. Just a little bigger? It's it's like, it's 
It's the F5, but like with a swirlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it looks, I don't know. I, I don't like it. The F5 is wonderful in its simplicity. You know? Yeah. It's like the one, the way Brock does his move is the best way to do it. I think Brock doesn't need to spin around that big because that like that because he's just bigger and stronger than Wardlow. Yeah. Like Wardlow, depending on the size of the guy, like Hager, he needs to do the spin in order to get enough momentum to get to get the guy over his head. Right. I'm starting to notice like AEW has a couple of big dudes and they actually haven't put them in a lot of matches together. And I think that's good because that's kind of like their long-term thinking. They're like, well, why why do it now when we could do something like Warlow vs. Luchasaurus like further down the line at a pay-per-view? I mean, it's not like they have weight, weight classes and they have weigh-ins. So I'm The weigh-in was stupid. Confused. There was no point to that weigh-in. I'm like, I guess... I guess the contract signing's a little too cliche. Yeah. Let's let's it's basically find an excuse to get all these guys together so maybe they can like fight or something. And Sting will come out and make it snow and literally do absolutely nothing else except look around at people. Dude, honestly, I I think and I am too, and I'm gonna admit it right now, maybe you're just jealous because like I wish that I got paid a ridiculous amount of money just to look around while it like, was snowing that, that I made snow. Like, I hear, as a viewer, tell me why I give a shit about this 61-year-old who walks to the ring with a baseball bat and literally just doesn't touch anyone. I think people just love Sting. I'm not saying it's me or you. I'm just I've, saying I, I've just never been in that camp. I, like... You know, Crow Sting, you know, during the early and early NWO days, Crow Sting was okay. All right. There was, you know, it was new. He's now been doing the same gimmick. Asterisk. I'll come back to that. For, since, literally, for literally 21, 22 years. That's a goddamn long time. He's also the biggest name they have. Fine. But, and I, I understand, I understand that it's a TV show and you have to like create drama, but can you create drama maybe with action? I guess. Sting is not that. It ain't happening. It's just not doing anything for me. So the asterisk I mentioned before was Sting's work in TNA, mm-hmm. where 80% of it was, you know, the same shit he was doing in WCW. Except like he was he was wrestling a lot more, but then he started doing this Joker gimmick where he was crazy, and that was interesting. That was fun. He didn't do that in WWE. He's not doing that in AEW. And I don't need to see this thing. I'm seeing him too much, and just not getting anything out of it. Well, I'm sure someone is somewhere. Hopefully. Because then it's not a complete waste of time. Some people are. I'm just... I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of... What is he doing? And Taz... Right. Mm. And Taz, like, Taz is trying to make it work. Like, on social media... um, Like, I, I guess someone said, you got, like, 
three or four young guys that could take out Sting and Darby Allen. Why not just unleash them? And Taz, Taz is like, why am I going to potentially sacrifice one of them? Ha- maybe have one of them get hurt against these two guys when they could be pa- actually paid for a match with these guys and destroy them when it counts. That's a great way to say stuff. It is. Where, like, it means a thing, like, mm-hmm. in relation to the business as opposed to, well, storyline-wise, we're not supposed to do that because he is made out of sugar cubes. And if 61. We... <laughs> Dude, 61. And is not in nearly as good shape as Vince McMahon has ever been in his life. Well, well if you had... Who out of out of of the three, Stig, Goldberg, and Pierce, who's more likely to win their match? If they had a match against somebody, like if Stig were to wrestle, like I I would say Ricky Starks, and Gold and Goldberg's wrestling Drew, and Roman's wrestling Pierce. Like, who do you think has more of a chance to win their match than the other? As someone that that knows that it, it's a work and where these storylines are probably going to kind of end up going, Sting. Okay. It is Sting. It's Sting. It's me. It's me. It's, it's Sting. It's Sting. That's very... <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I just I don't need him on my TV. Him and Goldberg, they gotta go. Done. Just stop. Well, you gotta be seeing a lot of Goldberg for the next like month, I guess, or Am whatever I? the Rumble is. He's he's gonna come out, talk for six minutes, mention his son Gage, you know, blah blah blah, and headbutt a thing and leave. Not necessarily in that order. Hey, whatever works, right? I just want Drew McIntyre to kick his head off. I don't think that's gonna happen. Not literally, not even figuratively. I want, I, I want Drew McIntyre to beat Goldberg. I want Drew to retain. I want Goldberg to then fade away and I not come back. I don't know if they brought Goldberg back not to beat Drew. I think he might beat Drew, and it'll be Drew will just be like that. He underestimated him. I wonder if that was the plan. It's like Drew got too cocky and he underestimated Goldberg. I don't know. I don't like it. I was done with Goldberg when he first came back. I was done with Goldberg the second time he came back. Certainly was done with Goldberg when they fucking put him over Brock. Well, this is the perfect opportunity tra- to transition since you're done with Goldberg. I'm also done with Goldberg. So we could just keep moving and not spend another 20 minutes talking about Goldberg. Good. Please take my uh, mind off it. What do you got? 2021 as a meme is Mark Henry trying to scooter away from Randy Orton. Yes. That, I think that's it because he's got his head hanging down. He's just trying to get away from him. Like yeah. Randy's twenty twenty, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. just like trying to limp his way away. <laughs> like I'm, I'm done with this. Let me, let me out of here. Yeah, let me, let me go. It's a little sad for me, but at the end of the day, I guess you know that's what happens. You're a big man. 
Mm-hmm. Stuff, you know, stuff starts to go, starts to get whack. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't know he was hurt. I didn't either. Maybe he's not hurt, and that's just the way of life right now. That would suck. Yeah. Abaddon Cheetah, what'd you think? I think they need to work on that blood. Yep. And uh, it went the way I thought it was. I just didn't think that Cheetah was going to win. And she did anyway, so I don't know. So that kind of like... All that... What was the plan? Was that just to highlight how weird and scary and that uh Abaddon is that she's like oh she's dragging her to hell well there i think it, it was that and the fact that they had been telling us for weeks about how karoshita is scared of Abaddon, um and so it was shida overcoming her fears now that match and the finish of that match i would say to me finally made karoshita look good she was selling the neck the whole time. She wasn't selling the leg the whole time. All right, fine. Uh, it was her leg was clearly just not bitten. It was like rubbed on. All right. Um, the referee also, it, put the gloves on though. That was good. Yeah. So that was good on him. Also, the referee was like looking underneath when all that was happening. It's like if she's biting her neck, that's not legal. You got to be like counting. It's like, I'll, I'll allow it. I think the excuse is like, they let, they're like, oh, he's being really lenient right here. Yeah, again, it's, it's sort of an opportunity where the announcers should have been, should have said that, should have mentioned that. Explain it. But, uh, she hit the Tamashi at the end. Was it one or two of them? I don't remember. Um, All I just remember was thinking, wow, they really want to put Riho over when she comes back. Yup. <laughs> but, like, um. Riho's gonna, like, head kick her or something and just take the belt from her. Mm-hmm. So, I th- so if I remember correctly, I'm looking at my notes here. I don't have a lot of notes on the match. Uh, but it says here, she to beat Abaddon with the Tamashi to retain. So, if I remember correctly, the Tamashi kind of surprised Abaddon. Like, I know she was, like, down on her knee or something. So that puts over the Tamashi as a really strong finisher. So that is helping Hikaru Shida for me. In That's... the past, in the past, you'll remember I've said that I don't find her believable as tough. So this is helping. Well, yeah, I I, I always thought she was tough because she beat Nyla Rose. So, like, that's a really big task to it's a big task yeah. overcome. And she's done it multiple times. So. Mm-hmm. I guess they just have nothing for Nyla Rose. I'm pretty sure Riho's going to come back and head kick Sheeta and then <laughs> just mm. be the champion. I hope so. She's, she's, she's like, gonna, she's she's like gonna 25 with, years old and has 30 years experience or something. She's going to be with... Wait, what? Something like that. that I don't know math, but that doesn't it, add up. It, it's like she's she's been wrestling since like she's 12. Oh. So... Even people that have been wrestling for 10 years, she has more experience in them. Yeah, maybe she'll join the new Borek Club. Mm, what no. do you think they're going to call them? I think they'll call them the Bullet Club. They, that's they refer to them in Impact. Do, oh, 
at Impact, though. Can they say that on AEW? Why not? Working agreement. I'm just making sure. Well, I don't. I thought only New Japan could use Bullet Club. No, Impact was using it. Hmm. Okay. Well, they they call Gallows and Anderson the Good Brothers. Okay, but they talk like in passing. They'll mention. Like, I think they can't market them as the Bullet Club, but the announcers can call them the Bullet Club. Like they can't like make money selling merch. Okay, that's different then. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm completely speculating. If anyone knows, feel free to let us know at ba- at Basin Booker's at Rich There Is. Um, but that's that's my guess. Because I don't think I've seen a Bullet Club shirt released by Impact. Uh, a little bit of reluctance on the part of the Bucks to throw up the two sweet. Why? It just was. Why? I mean, I imagine we'll find out. Because if. It legit looks like they... The story they're trying to tell us is that they... It's not just trying to be dramatic. No. It looked like the story they were trying to tell us was that they came out to save um, Pillman and Garrison. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when Pillman and Garrison grabbed Gallows from behind, they ate the double superkick. I think just because they were trying to, you know, protect their boy... But then they were like, oh, you know, just because we want to protect you doesn't necessarily mean we're in with this whole new Bullet Club thing. But then they're like, yeah, let's just throw it up. We'll make you happy. And then there you go. That's what I was getting from it. I don't know. I just didn't. I guess I didn't read that much into it. Could just mean I don't care as much. I'm uh, I'm sure you just don't care as much. I guess I just didn't. I'm like, well, it's just one of those things where it's like they take forever to do a thing. It's like, oh no, they're doing it. Mm. But is Jericho the worst announcer ever? <laughs> like, he's, he's trying so, to be bad though. Yeah, I don't care for it. He's like, they're doing the thing. You know the thing that they do. <laughs> Shivani, Jr. <laughs> you stupid idiot, Excalibur. You dummy. I'm okay he, with it. And here's a little note for Excalibur. It's like, he knows how to say all these weird, stupid things like Ushi, Dushi, Garoji or whatever, <laughs> or Cold Hero, Cold Holio. Mm-hmm. He can't even read a man's name. Like, he's going through the names of, like, the people in this, like, show that Cody's doing. Mm-hmm. And I recognize one of them because it's a comedian that I enjoy. His name is Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. He, like, read his name as Burke Kretschner or something like that. It's like, even if I had never heard the guy's name, I could read. <laughs> like, you could say all this goofy, marky shit that you can't even say a guy's name. Yeah. He's Fucking literally weirdo. botched the one time in the history of AEW Dynamite. And I, I don't know. I don't like him. I just don't like that guy. I know you don't. I don't like him. I don't like Shivani. He, he thinks he's so fucking smart. Maybe if he was older, I wouldn't have a problem. I guess that's what I, I have just, I respect Shivani because he's my elder. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that's <laughs> it. Like, maybe because, like, he's old. Well, don't you respect Excalibur for having been around the business for, like, 20 years now? I don't know, man. Has he been wrestling for 20 years? Well, he's he retired, but oh, he, you okay. know, he was around. I saw a clip of, um, 
cool. Excalibur and Super Dragon first in a match. They were tagging against I don't remember who. Wow, what a contest! I saw a clip on Twitter. I didn't pay much contest. attention to it in case you couldn't what tell. A, what a contest! I'm sure it was not as good as the the match that was voted the best match of the year by the uh, the Wrestling Observer or whatever. Kenny Omega's stupid entrance said this week. Whatever. We should have made a list of all the things that was said by poor fucking Roberts there. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> it's like, I gotta read all of this? Like, yes, this is the gimmick. That reminds Just... me of the Sports Illustrated Top 10 Wrestlers of 2020 list that I wanted to talk about. Uh, let me... I want to see a short version of the list. I don't need to see their freaking explanations here. So they have 10. I remember two of them were from New Japan... And I haven't seen anything from New Japan all year, so I, I would just, you know, um, rescind from comment, commenting on that. Let me see. They don't have a short version of the list. I'll just do it like this. All right, so I did want to talk about this. Number 10 that they have is Eddie Kingston. Mm, all right. I'm okay with it. I like Eddie Kingston a lot. I thought his work... The, uh, 2020 was great. It got, like, like we talked about way back when, it got him a job. You know, he went in just to have the one match because he threw the idea out there and it got him a job. So that was good. Um, and his promos have been as good as they've always been. He, you know, he worked in NWA the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Good. Roman Reigns, I'd probably put him higher than number nine. Um, I'd probably have him, I, I think I'd definitely have him top five. What about you? Sure. I don't right. like lists like this, because, well, I'm just listening, I was thought you were just going to go through them, I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. So, for number eight, they have Kota Ibushi, I haven't seen any of his work this year, so I'm just going to skip. Number seven, they have Io Shirai, um... I really can't argue with her being in the top 10. She's had a great year. Um, number six, they have Bailey. I would have put her higher for sure. Uh, number five, they have Kenny Omega. He's had a couple good matches. I probably would have had him top 10, maybe not top five. Well, sorry, go ahead. I no, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, like, this is where we can't. There's a lot on this list we can't really comment on because Kota Ibushi's a New Japan wrestler. He's currently the IWGP heavyweight and IWGP intercontinental champion. All right, so he's obviously killing it over there. So there's a reason, you know. Yeah. And we saw him. We saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic, and he tore it up. He was great. I guess because I I can't. I don't think. I don't know what to do here. I like Eddie Kingston, but I don't think he should be on there. You should be able to do all the things. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's great promo, great at talking, but the wrestling is not compared to like who else could be on there. Is not it's not on there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, like is Cody on there? Uh, if I recall, no. Why isn't Cody on there? It's like I put Cody on there before I put Kingston, and I like Kingston. I'm sure he'd say that too, probably. Probably. Uh, no, probably not. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what anybody would say. I don't know. 
I just think Cody should be on there. I think Daniel Bryan should be on there. I think AJ Styles should be on there. Why isn't AJ Styles on there? Uh, well, we're not we're not there. Um, I'm pretty sure Daniel Bryan is not on here, but Daniel Bryan didn't do a whole lot in 2020. Yeah, but he was in a match of the year candidate with AJ Styles. You're right. Can't argue that. I think it's just a matter of like how much you've done also. Like how many great matches were you in over the course of the year? He's had more than Kingston. I agree. So they had Omega at five. Uh, Tatsuya Naido at four. Again, didn't see any of his work this year, so I can't comment on that. Drew McIntyre at three. Naito's killing mm. it right now. Hmm. McIntyre at three. And they list his top three matches of 2020 as his Money in the Bank match against Seth, Hell in a Cell against Randy, and TLC Triple Threat match against AJ and The Miz. Okay, Drew's had a good 2020. I'd put him top 10, maybe not top 5. I guess I would... Uh, I don't know. Sure. I hate lists. They're all so subjective. Like, I know. Number I feel two. Like it's more to annoy them and make them work harder than it is for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Number two, they have Moxley. His top three matches of 2020 uh, were against... Um, Minoru Suzuki against Chris Jericho and his I Quit match against Eddie Kingston. Okay. I'd probably have... I'd, have, I'd definitely have him top 10, maybe top 5, not number 2. Sure. And then number 1, their wrestler of the year was Sasha This is Banks. a terrible list, and this <laughs> is why. This is exactly why this list is phony. It's terrible. Sasha Banks doesn't belong in the top five, no less at number one. Right. Okay. It's if it's Bailey, 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 and Bailey. Bailey, maybe maybe you want to make the argument she's not number one, but she's better than Sasha Banks. She had a better year, and this is disgusting. This list is terrible. It's awful. It's ill-informed, and I hate it. Bailey turned heel in twenty nineteen. I think mid-2019, give or take. 2020, she absolutely... Bailey. Absolutely shown. Okay? She showed us that she can work heel. She showed us she can do it all as a heel. She carried every feud she was in. Whether it be, you know, ducking Asuka, you know, booking Sasha in matches that Someone's trying to book a match with her, but she's like, no, but Sasha will do it. If Wrestler of the Year goes to a female, it's Bailey for 2020. I I, I hate Sports Illustrated. You know what? Sports illiterate. Sports illiterate. That's what it is. You stick to your... To your pretty pictures of ladies, okay? Mm. You stick to that. Stick to your swimsuit editions. You don't know anything. Of course, this is someone who I have shit on a few times on this podcast, Justin Barrasso. Of course it is. Of course it is. Justin, you don't know. You don't know, Justin. This is an injustice. 
I don't get what the big deal over Sasha is. She doesn't even have the best Snoop Dogg song anymore. Cody has one now. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best. I never compared it. I'm just being like weird about it. But mm. it's the same thing. It's just Snoop Dogg talking about somebody. And it just comes out great. <laughs> hmm. So he says, talk about the number nine spot. I'm quoting here. There are many other deserving performers for this spot. Like, why not? Huh. Let me not get ahead of myself. Shingo Takagi was assigning New Japan Pro Wrestling, elevating himself on the card and delivering phenomenal matches. Cody Rhodes also had a fantastic year, shining a spotlight on several younger emerging performers like Jungle Boy, Sonny Kiss, Ricky Stars, and Warhorse in his open challenges for the TNT Championship. But even after missing half the year, opting to spend time with his family after his wife gave birth to twins, Reigns returned at the end of August and has delivered the best work of his career. I agree with the last line of that. But like... If you're going to list these people as competing for the number 9 spot, why are none of them number 10? Like, why don't you say, oh, there was, you know, could have been the number 10 spot. Separate list, he has notable omissions. Cody Rhodes, Asuka, Finn Balor, MJF, Keith Lee, Asuka, again. He has Asuka twice. Adam Cole. good to have two Oscars. Yes. Better than one. Could you imagine? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Adam Cole, Shingo Takagi, Minoru Suzuki, Thunder Rosa, Go Shiozaki, Mayu Iwatini, Hiromu Takahashi, Jay White, and Kazuchika Okada. So, there were a lot of good names on that list. Still no Bailey. I don't understand why he's excluding Bailey. I think I, have- he, I think he hit on her and she declined. And he's just butthurt. I, yeah. I think I think I'd put Bailey over Cody for this year, for twenty twenty. Well, it's the correct way to do it. Cody had a great year. Cody'd probably be top ten, but I'd put Bailey number one. It's like what does it take? Like he doesn't even make the damn thing. I, mean, I think anybody that like wrestles at, like for the period of time every week with these matches, like why I don't understand. But I guess, like you said, it's whatever. Lists don't mean anything. Like, yeah, it, it just for the it, people that are at the top, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at me. It just pissed me off that Bailey wasn't even mentioned, and Sasha won. Yep, I I think it's a lot of uh, I. We live in an age where people don't have to genuinely believe a thing. Like, I think part of it is like, oh, let me do it this way because then there's a discussion. And, like, if it's a discussion, like, a big, like, if it's controversial or whatever, it just goes all around, and everybody talks about it. It and generates more clicks. traffic. And, yeah. You know, there's such a thing as rage clicks, so it's like, that's how they, they really do those things. So I guess that's just what I did. I rage clicked. Yep, you just got, got. So, that match, by the way, is postponed because Linda Rosa came into contact with someone with COVID. Of course. Of course. Just like we didn't get the fight pit match because fucking Thatcher's hurt. Or is he? No, I think he is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Fight pit match would have been dope. Oh, well. But who would win that? That's It's him him and Champa, right? Yeah. 
Hmm, Thatcher won the first. I did he? I thought Riddle won the first one. No, Thatcher won. Oh, okay. And that's what sent Riddle to the main roster. I thought he just left. No. I was surprised they put Thatcher over. I guess that's the way it is. Um, I don't know. I, I think it'd be difficult to, in that kind of setting, Yeah, I think it'd be, it would be close. I think it'd be difficult to not argue that Thatcher should win. Yep. Makes sense. I, I, the only thing I have that from to is the AEW segment where Matt Hardy is like trying to get private party to sign contracts or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. 30% I'm like it's Snoop Dogg's there and I'm like like they could have done something more with this because it's like if anything has more experience watching two young black men with a bright future sign their freaking careers away <laughs> to a shady ass white boy it's Snoop Dogg yeah like you know these boys are making a real bad decision, man. Mm. It's not just a rap game. It's all freaking professional shit like that. Like, they got some sleazy-ass white boy. Mm. 30%. Get the fuck out of here. That's a big number. That's a big number. And consider that's 30% from each of them. Yeah. Not everybody has a freaking compound. Oh, he's going to need it with all the fucking kids he's got ready popping out. I guess just till the wheels fall off. <clears throat> So the balls fall off? And we're not even going to bother talking about how bad that splash was, right? No. It's the whole... Look, at least he didn't win the TNT Championship or something. Right. It could have been... It could have been a lot worse. So. You got to promote your little show. Fine, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta just do things like the the suits want. The suits want you do what the suits want. Yep. I don't know if it was a commercial, but they they sh- had a segment where uh, they, it was a clip from the Go Big Show show, and they it was, Cody and I think Snoop like they had a giant ramp for this guy on a big wheel to like ride down or whatever. And I'm like, all right, so he's gonna. Ride a big wheel down this ramp. I wouldn't do it, but I don't. This isn't a talent. It's a weird thing that only you, this one person, is interested in doing, and he got really, really good at it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And the guy that he swings the flaming log around, that like he's got people hanging from. I, I don't care. I don't care. This isn't interesting. Sounds like you don't care. I don't care. Well, I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not the type of person that watches those kinds of shows. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I don't find them appealing. I tried. Not for me. Excellent. And well, that is my review of the Go Big Show. Great. That's a great transition uh, to the end of this basement book of podcast. I guess. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, if you don't know where to find us, I mentioned mine earlier, at Ritzeriz, at Basement Jar, at Basement Bookers on Twitter. we got a Facebook page, Basement Bookers. Uh, Gmail. You can email us, basementbookers at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. 
because that's how you have to format podcast names on Instagram, so the internet tells me. And to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can find a podcast. And Jared's got a closing message. Match of life, one fall, make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the workers.